It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley as we move into a Thursday. Gary, how are you? Well, I wish it was Friday. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sort of ready to wrap up the the entire week right now. Yeah, it's been a busy week. Yeah, I'm on a, I'm on a second cup of coffee, which the last time I did this, I can't remember. Mm. Well, let's let's hit it. All right. I move that the Senate, sitting as a court of impeachment on the articles against Donald John Trump, adjourn, sine die. Without objection, the motion is agreed to. The Senate, sitting as a court of impeachment, stands adjourned, sine die. Now, the excitement there for Mitch McConnell, I mean, was just mesmerizing at the... <laughs> you know, I mean, it was like somebody calling uh, the uh, Super Bowl at the end when a team comes back at the very last second and scores to win. I mean, I haven't seen that kind of or heard that kind of excitement in a long, long time. Well, I was very happy yesterday. Yeah? Extremely happy. Yeah. And I was extremely happy for a particular reason when this all hit, uh, when it all came down about, uh, I'm going to guess by 10 or quarter after 3, our time yesterday, I mean, uh, central time. When the mitt hit the fan? But <laughs> No, when the, when the final vote was done. Uh-huh. Uh, I was extremely happy, and I noticed that most of the media, out- in fact, none of the media outlets at that particular point, nobody was happy for the reason that I was happy. Okay. Uh, and it wasn't until I woke up and saw the Wall Street Journal editorial where I went, okay, good. Somebody is on my wavelength, and that's really good. Right. The best part of yesterday is the big picture. Hmm. And the big picture is the Constitution did its job. Hmm. If there was ever a day to look and say that the Founding Fathers were geniuses who came up with a system to assure, as as best as you can, in any human endeavor, that the concentration of power cannot be held in a few, or the concentration of power in this country that they created can't be from the legislature, or a particular side of the legislature, or the presidency, or the courts. Mm -hmm. The genius of the Constitution and the Founding Fathers came out yesterday, and it was all about separation of powers. And the most interesting thing is, is the attack on the Constitution by every single Democrat senator. Every single one. Look, Article Number 1 is bogus. And they're all trying to hide behind the fact that, well, you really can't define what the Founding Fathers wanted. Dershowitz, I think, did a great job. He was mocked, but he was mocked for what he did not say, mm-hmm. as you and I have 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 said. You know, treason, bribery, we understand how those are serious offenses. High crimes, misdemeanors, you can look at it, and I think that Dershowitz actually did give a great uh, explanation of it. That it has to be criminal or criminal-like behavior. And we've stated that, you know, we have stated that before many times. If you look 
at the precedent uh, of it. But you can you can sit there and you can hide behind the nuances because it isn't fully explained actually in the Constitution. You can go back to the Federalist Papers, as Dershowitz did, and say, look, here's what Madison said. Here's what, you know, this founding father said. Here's a, But you can still, and that's what the Democrats are doing, hiding behind the fact that, well, they weren't specific, and so abuse of power is what I believe abuse of power is, and therefore we can remove a president. No, it's not. That's no, ridiculous, no. as we have stated all along. And that's why Romney has no point at all. But the second part of it, the most worrisome, the, the, the great thing was the Constitution worked. The bad thing that came out of this is that every single Democrat, and this is how you know, that, you know, when we, when, we, when we talked the other day about socialism and communism, communism, you know, one of the, the differences is the complete ownership of, of property or moving in that direction to have the, 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 the government own all the property. It's not communal. Well, the people own everything. No, the government does. <laughs> but it's, it's the way the definition of communism, the way the communism also comes around, mm-hmm. that it's not done in a in a in a democratic form that your whole the 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 goal is to have an authoritarian government do it what you saw yesterday from every single democrat and nobody can argue this point not one democrat could argue this point with me face to face it's impossible you can't do it if you look at the constitution what every single democrat in the senate said now romney didn't say it because romney voted against article he voted against approving Article 2 of the impeachment. But basically, what they said was, if Congress tells the executive branch to do something and the executive branch says, no, uh, have the courts decide that that's impeachable and that's enough to remove a president from office. That everybody, know, every Democrat knows right now listening to my show, that is completely, totally anti the Constitution of the United States. That is an abuse of power right there. That's an abuse of power by every single one of those senators. That's an abuse of power that Trump never came close to. Because what you are saying officially on record is that the executive branch, forget about Trump. Trump is just the person they used it again. Look at the big picture. What they said is the president of the United States, no matter who that president is, cannot use the courts in order to adjudicate a dispute between the legislative branch and the executive branch. Everybody listening right now, every Democrat knows, every Democrat senator knows, that's bogus. And that should be the concern of the Republicans. The problem is the majority of Americans... And this is where it came down to a couple of years ago where Eric and I were sitting on the show and we were talking about something. And all of a sudden we saw the poll, the the Annenberg poll that showed that 74 percent of Americans cannot name the three branches of government, which means the majority landslide number of Americans have no idea how the system works. They have no idea why they live in the United States. They have no idea why the United States is special. We found out yesterday because it still worked. The Constitution worked, but when Americans are clueless as to why we have three branches of government and why there is a separation of power to ensure that the concentration of power 
which can lead to an authoritarian government or a dictatorship, that it's the hardest possible path to get there in this human endeavor that we call the United States of America. And that's the biggest concern. The best thing is it worked. The, the worst thing is the Democrats are attempting to destroy the Constitution of the United States. That's their goal. Well, I mean, you, you have Mitt Romney uh, joining the Democrats. I mean, he, he should just, frankly, switch parties. Yeah, I mean that's on. He, that's I'm just talking about sure. the constitutional uh, issue of of, of Article Two. Which, now, which, now getting to Mitt, which yes. which means too that on Article One, you you look at at the the whole idea of abuse of power. Yes, Mitt Romney is no better than Adam Schiff. No, he's not. Mitt Romney agrees with Adam Schiff. Yes, he does. Mitt Romney ignored. All of the constitutional arguments that were made by the defense during that trial. He didn't buy any of it. Which means he's the same as Adam Schiff. Look, we said this months back. We don't trust um, uh, uh, Romney on this. That Romney is the the one that would go in the, the other direction. Because the only evidence he went on is the president's, when you look at it, the only evidence there was was the transcript. Right. And he looked at the transcript and said, that's an abuse of power worth removing a president from office. Well, that's completely and totally asinine. That's bogus. That's bogus. Completely bogus. And it makes me glad he never became president. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was the problem leading up, uh, well, leading up to 2016, or I guess technically January of 2017. That's the problem. You know, this is... I'm convinced more and more that, that the liberals aren't just angry that Hillary lost. They're angry that this particular president won, that this particular candidate at the time actually won. The reason is, is because looking back on it, while they wouldn't vote for a Mitt Romney, they know what they know how to manipulate a Mitt Romney. If Mitt Romney had ever become president... I think they're angry because it's not one of those things. Now, we criticized Bush for spending in a number of things back in the day. We criticized the current president as well. We we criticized him for McCain-Feingold. Yes. For passing that. He actually said it while he was signing it. I know parts of this are unconstitutional. We'll let the courts decide. And that took five years. Well... We can criticize pres- this president on tariffs, on on uh, a statement that is incorrect or hyperbole or whatever it might be. But the one thing that I see in this president is the fight. Mitt Romney didn't just lay down. Mitt Romney went to work for Adam Schiff in the Senate. And this, the, what, what I heard you say, I just laugh at it, the courage... For going again, even even you even had uh, conservative conservative pundits say that well, at least he had the courage of his convictions. That, sorry, that's he went against his own party. Courage that doesn't all that matters is the substance of the issue. We don't care whether you go against your party or not. Are, we, are we, nev- we never have. We look at the substance of the issue. <laughs> are we going to call him Maverick now? He's a Maverick. No, he's not. He's a yeah. coward. 
He's a coward. Well, he's uh, as we said. If you if you look at if you look at it, it's the reason I bring up Article Two is because Article Two is clear in a slam dunk. Yes, without question. Yes. It's that you know that's easy to explain one hundred percent. Article one is ninety nine point nine percent. They're using that point one percent to say, well, we believe it was an abuse of power, and we believe that abuse of power by our definition is impeachable and should remove a president from office. Well, that's ridiculous. What you're saying is, I want the guy out. Exactly. That's what you're saying. Exactly. I don't want the guy to be president. Exactly. But it certainly isn't impeachable by the precedent, by what the framers of the Constitution went uh, wanted, by the definition of how you remove or what you would remove a president for, and by looking at the background behind it when you look at the Federalist Papers and what the Founding Fathers had to say about impeachment. You're just, you're just a political hack. You're just somebody who wanted Trump out of office. CNN had their town yawn, I mean, hall uh, a few hours ago with uh, four of the candidates on the left. Uh, what I really want to see is a debate. You know, Charlie Rose isn't using that, uh, that, that round table he had in that black room. Let's put Mitt Romney on one side of it and Alan Dershowitz on the other. And let's have that just those two. That's that's not going to happen because, as we have said, one of the of things it's not. one of the things the Democrats have never wanted to do here is to face cross examination. Uh, because when they face cross examination, they come out like they did in the impeachment trial, where they look like children. And you have adults arguing the legal issues on one side and the constitutional issues, and the other side basically saying. Well, here's what you said. No, I said the opposite of that. No, I'm saying that you said this. Well, I didn't say that. That's well, that's what it was like. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you did say that. I mean, Dershowitz was, I think Dershowitz finally realized you can sit there and say the sky is blue and they'll come back at you and say, you just said the sky is red. No, mm-hmm. I said the sky is blue. Yeah, but to you, blue means red. No, it means blue. And mm-hmm. that that was the back and forth that was going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's, it's. As I said, there's a perverted sense of awe in this. But the best part about yesterday is that the Constitution worked. Mm -hmm. That the Constitution ensured that you could not. Now, you've set some bad precedents that could be used in the future. But still, the Constitution prevented the concentration of power in the United States, in the Democrat, uh, prevented a concentration of power from the Democrats in the House of Representatives because that was the play that they were trying to make. That's where the abuse of power actually was because they went against what the Constitution said. They attempted to impeach and remove a president from office and every single Senate Democrat did the same thing based on things that are against the Constitution of the United States. Tell me where I'm wrong. Okay, tell us where we're wrong. I just... It's not, it, it, it is the, when you, when you look at how this all, and, and we all knew this would be acquittal. Yeah, we did. And I suspected Mitt Romney was going to do what he was going to do. Um, everybody made a big deal about, um, Nancy and, you know, she should be punished and everything else. No, no, let Nancy be Nancy. <laughs> and you know what Mitt Romney doesn't have that kind of power I I wonder you know because he's he's also one of the whips in the Senate along with John Cornyn wonder where that goes now I'd love to hear uh, the, I'd love to be a fly on the wall and hear the conversation between the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney after that whole thing today 
We'll talk more. 866-90-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. The real victor today was uh, the American people, but also the Constitution, the office of the president, and, of course, the president himself. So we're very pleased with the result. We're glad this is behind us. We're glad this is behind the country. Uh, Jay Seculo, we'll get into more discussion on the impeachment. And if you'd like to get in, we would love to hear from you because it's been five months of this now. Five months. You know, uh, it's interesting. I, I looked back on it, and I thought, because I was going back through uh, some stories. I, I was actually looking for some quotes and stuff from the early part of this. And I thought, my gosh, we've been at this. And it, it just, I really wonder how the the average American uh, takes this all now. I mean, because had they, uh, think about this. If Pelosi had not held on to it for 30 days. And they went and they started the, the Senate, you know, thing. And, and let's just say they worked through the Christmas break, right? Would there have been a different impact? Because how many people believed impeachment meant, you know, meant removal? That if the House impeaches, mm-hmm. that it means removal. You don't hear any of that now. You don't hear any, any of the backlash. He was impeached. He has to go. And they, because there were many of them that were still posting on social media right after impeachment, Mm -hmm. right after in December. And they were still thinking it meant removal. I wonder where that went. It's just, it's just curious. I wonder how many of them actually even care anymore. Here's your forecast. That strengthening winter storm in the southern plains yesterday is going to be shifting into the northeast by Friday. And a band of snow and ice with it will lead to some slick and hazardous travel conditions. South of the storm, severe thunderstorms will bring a risk of some damaging winds and isolated tornadoes today. And, of course, heavy rainfall posing a risk for some flooding for the deep south. So there are a lot of watches and warnings out there for central Alabama, portions of northern and central Georgia and Tennessee and southern Kentucky. We have the flash flood watch in effect. Major problems associated with the system today will all be east of the Mississippi. In the Pacific Northwest, we will see rain on the coast down I-5, Seattle and Washington. Eastward over the Rockies, look for heavy snow in portions of Idaho, Montana, Wyoming and northern Utah. Your national forecast from Red Eye Radio. I'm meteorologist John Trout.
bewildered and confused. Red Eye Radio. Okay. And he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE, uh, if uh, you would like to uh, get it. I'm sorry, I started <laughs> I, I, I started uh, uh, laughing uh, at you and, and forgot that uh, I had that audio cut that I wanted to play. Okay, all right. Uh, what do you tra- got? Okay, okay, it's uh, Joe Biden, uh, right. okay, in New Hampshire. All right, here, okay, we here we go. I expected to do better, and I expected that uh, our organization would perform better, but uh, the fact is... Uh, I'm happy to be here in New Hampshire. <laughs> uh, wow, that trailed off, didn't it? That sounded sad. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get to your impeachment calls. And look, it's been five months. If you want to get in 866-90-RED-EYE, I know there's a lot of uh, emotion out there from from uh, a, a lot of people because uh, this was a, a long, long process. I remember one of the first days that this started, we said, look, this is going to be much like uh, uh, Russia collusion. Don't get too mm-hmm. high. Don't get too low. You're going to hear lies like crazy. You're going to hear ridiculous things. and But uh, in the end, and we said this from the very, very beginning, nobody has identified, just like in the in the uh, whole Mueller investigation, nobody ever identified the crime. Right. Nobody specifically identified the impeachable offense. They came up with stuff. Mm-hmm. But anything that was impeachable that they threw out, the promise, extortion, bribery, they all had to you know, exit stage left on that right, one right. and come up with, well, abuse of power. And it's basically what we believe uh, a president should be re- removed from office uh, uh, from. So we'll get your calls and comments on that. We do want to look at Iowa. It looks like mm, probably during the show we're not going to get the the final results in yet. Right. Yeah, because in 96 uh, reporting, 96 percent reporting now, but you have the state delegate equivalents. Uh, there's just a it's a spread of three between. Uh, Buttigieg, who's in the lead, and Bernie right behind him. Right. So um, I'm guessing it'll be, my gosh, it'll be Thursday. <laughs> I hope they get it done before New Hampshire. What if it's a tie yeah. um, on the SDEs? Well, I, I think it's close enough where they'll, look, I, I Bernie Sanders is going to come out and say whether he, whether it stays the same and let's say he loses, because right now on the delegate vote, Mm-hmm. Uh, Buttigieg has 26.2%. Bernie has 26.1%. But Bernie leads in the popular vote. And if you take just the first vote, and in the caucuses, they take a couple of votes. The first vote, and then I believe the cutoff mark is anybody beneath 15%. If you wish to re-vote again, you can do it. And that's where the that's where the results actually come in from, which is the second round of votes. And if you just take the first round of votes, for example, that you'll see in New Hampshire or any other primary where people go to the polls and that vote is the is the one that counts. It's not. Oh, it's not. You know, as the as we refer to caucuses do over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's the first vote. Bernie wins big time if it's the first vote. It's when you yeah. get a second chance, because when you look at it, let me just quickly go here when. um when you when you break it down, uh, in the 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 first vote, Sanders, for example, had forty two thousand six hundred and seventy two votes, and uh, Buttigieg had thirty six thousand seven hundred and eighteen. Then they went to the second round, and Sanders gained some; he gained two thousand, but it was Buttigieg who gained six thousand mm-hmm. in that second round of 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 of, of voting. And so you have Sanders still in the lead in the popular vote. 
but not in the delegate count. So I don't think it matters what happens. They're both going to claim victory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if it stays this way. Well, it goes back to my joke last week. What if we come? What if we get to Iowa and there is no winner? I mean, uh, you get that close to a tie. Yeah, they're they're definitely going to claim victory that they both finished strong and they'll move on. New Hampshire, um, if you believe the polls, uh, looks like Bernie is is doing well in New Hampshire. Then you get you start moving on to the southern states. Uh, South Carolina, Biden right now is polling, still polling fairly high. But here's the question, though. Just like Iowa can be momentum, you know, for a while, even past New Hampshire, is the lack, is the underperformance by Biden work in that opposite direction? Are there people in the South? Could those numbers change from the, from, the polls where they are now by the time we get to South Carolina, for instance. I, I just, there's something going on with the Biden campaign or in terms of the support, and it's dropping fairly rapidly. He's going, he's going from being the guy to being what guy? And it's, it's odd. Now, again, we'll see what happens in the South. If he if those numbers hold, then and he starts picking up uh, momentum, and then you get into those those um, those larger states, and then to Super Tuesday, that could change everything. And then you know Bernie could be trailing uh, by that time. I, I we'll we'll see because Super Tuesday includes Texas and California. Mm-hmm. Well, you have uh, right now. Uh, if you look at the the polling average in New Hampshire, uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, 25.6, Biden, 17.1. Mm-hmm. Buttigieg, 15. Warren, you know, uh, 14. Klobuchar, 7. And then it goes down from that particular point. But you look at South right. Carolina and so, Biden is, is at, at 30. 30.5. Does, does that, does that hold? I guess that's my question. You know, which does which that is, hold? Does that hold? Because just like the momentum of a win or a strong performance in Iowa and then, and then in New Hampshire will, will, you know, could catapult you and that momentum could grow past New Hampshire is the underperformance by Biden because his numbers have dropped. They dropped in Iowa in recent weeks. Here's I guess this would be uh, my point would be if you get to Southern Democrats that are viewed, I guess, as more moderate. Mm-hmm. If you're voting for Biden, is that a rejection of the liberal bent? Could be. Yeah. The, and the far left bent in your party. Mm-hmm. And are you willing to say because Iowa Biden didn't do well that, OK, I'm voting for, you know, I, I want Biden because these people are just too radical for me. Mm-hmm. Well, then who do you pick? Sanders, Steyer, Warren, Buttigieg? Right. The, the only one you could possibly look at down the road would be a Bloomberg, right? I guess. And, which yeah. which is what's being said. Bloomberg is the one that will fit in when Biden fails. Right. And he's putting and Bloomberg's putting everything into Super Tuesday. Yes. Uh, you look at um but you look at South Carolina um and other southern states, Biden polls very, very high with African American voters. Uh he he's the strongest in, in that group. So those numbers could hold and he regains momentum there. Um but wow. You look uh, at 
just looking at yeah. the results from Iowa is just it, and, amazing. If you look, go back to the polls just a few weeks ago. And if you look at California, basically Sanders at 26, Biden at 21, mm-hmm. Bloomberg only at 4.3. Mm-hmm. So let me see is the latest from, okay. I'm looking at the uh, Texas just to see if mm-hmm. we're, and, and the latest poll there was likely voters that was done uh, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was Biden 28, Sanders 26, Warren 13, uh, Bloomberg 9, Buttigieg 6. So Biden still, you know, if, if you, again, though, that's three weeks ago. Now, the CNN poll in December had Biden up by 20. Yeah. But when you're doing polls so infrequently, who knows what it is right now three weeks later. Yeah, right. So, what a cluster Iowa was, though. Man, I mean, I'm telling you. I mean, we're going to get into, <laughs> we are already into Thursday, and we still don't have a definite winner. I mean... You can pretty much give both Biden and Buttigieg, you know, the award. By the way, a, a friend of mine said, uh, a, a tweeted yesterday morning that he wanted to apologize for mocking uh, Pete Buttigieg for claiming victory the other night. I guess we should say, okay, maybe he knew something. We, we, I think I asked you that off the air, did, or maybe we mentioned it yesterday. Uh, did they have internals or exit polls that showed that he had done strong? I think we did yeah, cover we, that. Yeah, we asked that. You know, yes, and yes. so, which, which, Every campaign has, uh, but you have to wait until the final count. But we'll see what uh, – and it looked like Bernie, you know, had that same information. Well, wait a minute. But according to the Democrat standard, mm-hmm. Buttigieg is not winning. Right. Because it shouldn't be this way. It should right. be about it the vote. It should be the popular vote yep. and the popular vote only. And Buttigieg is not winning the popular vote. Right. So by the Democrat standard, you cannot say that Buttigieg is, even even though if you just were considering the popular vote, it still is a victory for Buttigieg because uh, that shows that that you know we that he is he is viable for the Democrats. By the yeah, way, right, another yeah. story. We want to make sure we get this. The Hill dot com had this. Uh, Adam Schiff said that last week uh, that the Democrats had approached John Bolton. After the Senate voted last week not to include any additional witnesses, quote, we did approach John Bolton's counsel, asked if Mr. Bolton would be willing to submit an affidavit under oath describing what he observed in terms of the president's Ukraine misconduct, and he refused, end of quote. So just let you know. Well, I mean, again, it would have to be, um, and it is... uh it's Bolton's lawyer had been saying, you know, during the House impeachment proceedings, Bolton and his lawyer said, yeah, if the court orders me to, you know, testify, I'll go. Right. So that it's if he refuses again, they have they can right. go through but, the legal rounds. But remember, he said for the Senate, they he would just show up. Right. Court didn't have to approve for the Senate. Right. Here's the point, though. There in the Senate, he would still be asked questions. Submitting an affidavit is you simply submitting a statement you're not you're not in the zoo right you know uh, you're you're there's not no back and forth there's no back and forth right you just submit something and he wasn't willing to do that we right. asked uh, you know when the when the um unpublished manuscript thing came out from the new york times we asked about that okay so is that what changed 
Is that what changed with Bolton? Because we made the point that if, however it's done, if it's a sworn affidavit or uh, deposition, he's going to be held to that. And if the book says something different, you've got to do one or two things. Change the book or shelve the book. Instead, he refused to submit the affidavit. And I wonder how much of that had to do with the book. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Curley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RUD. I will get to all your calls and comments coming up following uh, the top of the hour if you'd like to get in on uh, the the end of uh, end of impeachment. Uh, also coming up, uh, we will keep you updated if there's any more news from the Iowa caucus. Caucus is the uh, any results. Uh, what does Joe Biden do? State of the Union fallout. What will the GOP investigate now? A poll on what Americans think about their finances. The private job numbers are in. We know it was in December where the president announced, okay, we're going to get a deal with China and USMCA, as we know, passed. You see those private job numbers for January? Yeah. Through the roof. Yeah, pretty big. So uh, the uh, the private payrolls uh, uh, numbers. The ADP numbers. uh, ADP is the largest uh, payroll company uh, in the private sector. And and, uh, 291 that's massive double what they thought it was going yes. to be yeah, yeah, yeah that's the kicker right there now the question is how does it jive with the unemployment rolls uh which, which comes up uh tomorrow friday so we'll get the unemployment numbers on friday we'll see where that uh where that goes and if it's if it's if if it beats the prediction a lot of times they're not uh the same they're off it's for different reasons um but they, it, it will be interesting to see if the forecast is off just as it was with the ADP numbers. Um, I don't know how it was off by that much. I'm not, I'm not sure how they missed it by that much, that prediction by that much. Uh, well, I, I, that's why we don't do predictions. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, those folks have data from, you know, right. employers and they do, uh, they do weekly numbers as well. Uh. And I just wonder why they were off so much. I have, I know people at ADP, uh, so I don't, but I don't know if they have any knowledge of how those numbers are, are crunched or any involvement in that part of it. But it's a good way to start out for the president 2020 mm-hmm. in his campaign. Yeah, right. By the way, he's supposed to give, address the nation what tomorrow sometime. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a prime time. Um, no, I don't. No, I don't think no, so. No, I, well, I'll check, but the president's supposed to speak on that. Like I said, we'll get to your calls and comments. Impeachment, five months of this. Wow. Uh, has there been any announcement of a new impeachment inquiry? Uh, not yet. I okay. think there will be in the morning. Just, okay. <laughs> This hour's news is brought to you by Travel Centers of America, home of World Lens Coffee, the freshest roast on the road.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. I'm Gary McNamara along with Eric Harley. This hour brought to you by Freightliner. Run smart. Helping you run more efficiently is Freightliner's number one goal. I was surprised and disappointed, but we have much work to do for the American people. Uh, And I think Senator Romney has been largely supportive of most everything we've tried to accomplish. We saw the bitter anger as, as congressional Democrats refused to applaud for record low unemployment, refused to applaud... For, for 12,000 new factories in America, refused to applaud for, for record low African-American unemployment, record low Hispanic unemployment, record low unemployment for young people and women, the inevitable result of impeachment. Um, as uh, Ted Cruz, uh, let me get it here, Ted Cruz talking about the impeachment. The inevitable result of impeachment is here. President Trump has been acquitted. The majority of the Senate voted not guilty on both articles. So there we go. Yeah. Um, eight six six ninety red eye. Get in now if you wish to get in. You know, I mentioned earlier in the show that uh, the uh, the whole thing with uh, there were so many people in December during the the House during the actual impeachment proceedings that were celebrating on social media, believing, you know, the willfully ignorant believing that impeachment means removal. And then you you look at, um, I guess, the last couple of weeks, there have been a few that I've seen. It's over for him. He'll He's done. And it went from he'll resign by the end of the week to, well, he's definitely not going to win in November. And you and I don't make predictions, but you look where the strengths are right now with this president. You look at what Chris Matthews has said not just about what happened, uh, not just about the State of the Union or anything else, and then Van Jones, Van Jones yeah. on the, at that yeah. last debate and, and what he said. He didn't see anybody on the stage that night that could beat Trump. And, um, and yesterday uh, talking about, uh, look, Democrats have to understand Trump uh, is going after the black vote and he may be able to get a significant portion of it. I mean, you, you look at that... Um, and the Rasmussen had, on, in terms of uh, black votes, 42%. And we said, okay, fine, cut that in half. Favorability rating. Yeah, favorability rating. Uh, 42%, cut that in half. Let's say it's 21. That's massive. I don't remember a Republican. Uh, I'd have to go back and and look at the last Republican that had that kind of support. But it... It's it's like there's still some that are in denial over what the left is going. I wonder if it's um, oh who was it that said uh, uh, her friends during 2016 would just uh, uh, draw the curtains and and close the doors and turn the TV, TV off. Maureen Dowd. Maureen Dowd. Yes. Uh, if there was any negative news about Hillary, they would just bury their heads in the sand. 
But it's just, on many fronts, I'm just talking about the chatter on social media. It's very quiet right now by the far left. Look, they hate the guy. They make fun of the guy. They they mock the guy. But I don't see them promoting... There, there's some for Bernie. They're, the Bernie crowd is there. But really, I mean, there's not the push there was in 2016. There's not the, I don't, I just don't see it. I, it it's maybe it comes together, but it's not happening right now. One thing that we monitored on the show over the last five months is the number of responses that we got especially after the cross after the house impeachment hearings were done and the articles of impeachment yeah. were actually written so the cross examination was done we had democrats that would speculate in september and in october mm-hmm. and november and cut well you guys are wrong they're going to get him today and it never happened in fact mm-hmm. the opposite happened when the witnesses came forward in the house but once that was completed uh, I believe we have had only four phone calls, mm. and that would be since Thanksgiving, of anybody attempting to defend the Democrat point. I believe three out of those four phone calls, because we wanted to monitor it, because we, we were saying to ourselves, this is really incredible, because we know when the Democrats think that they have a point. Mm-hmm. And we found it incredible. Three out of those four were only saying the only point they had was a talking point. Well, if Trump was innocent, he'd let everybody testify, which is, again, the philosophy that you are guilty until proven innocent. Right. That it's upon the defense. The burden of proof is on the defense, not the prosecutor, not those making the charges, which is false and we had so we had one phone call on the issues and and that fell back real quick i can't remember what point they were trying to make but they made the point and we countered whatever the point was and they weren't there was like silence it's like Mm. oh you don't Mm -hmm. have a point there Mm -hmm. but that's it and that's why we have with confidence said every single democrat listening right now to this show knows that the impeachment and the impeachment trial was bogus They know the articles of impeachment were bogus. Mm -hmm. They all know it. Mm -hmm. Every single Democrat senator knows that their vote was bogus. They know it was purely political. It was not in line with what the Constitution has said impeachment should be about. They know it. You know, Eric, you were talking about the fact that Mitt Romney should debate uh, Alan Dershowitz, and <laughs> yeah. we laugh because it's never going to happen. Not going to happen. It's the same as climate change. Yes, you had the one think tank last year attempt to have a debate on climate change. They brought in experts that said, you know, scientists, climatologists that said, no, look, they're throwing out doomsday's doomsday scenarios, and that just isn't the case. It's wrong. They invited dozens of climate change activists. To debate it, nobody would show up. Nobody. Under cross-examination, the left does not want to defend what they believe in. No. No, they don't. And that's why with confidence we have said, we know. We've done this a long time. We're on hundreds and hundreds of the greatest radio stations across the country. We know 
if we make a mistake on something as simple as when we kid about Hogan's heroes, that was the first time. Remember, we said something <laughs> yeah. about Hogan's heroes, right. or, or or when we were kidding them at when we first got together, when we were first back in two thousand five, was it? Mm-hmm. Wow! Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we started doing the show together, and we kiddingly said, uh, you know, use the ter- the uh, the line from Animal House. Uh, over was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor and we were just inundated with people the people on the left you guys think you're, 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 you guys are just wannabes you don't even know who bombed Pearl Harbor <laughs> we know it was the French <laughs> exactly so uh, so believe me we know we have dealt with it when if we make any type of of mistake you know mm-hmm. read something you know we we get something and we read it and we you know, get the number wrong for, you know, if we say trillion instead of billion, mm-hmm. boom, they're there. See, you guys have no credibility. You got that wrong. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, we did. Um, didn't mean it because the last thing we want to do is argue something that's not true. Right. We don't need to do that. They need to do that. And so we know that every single Democrat listening right now knows that the impeachment was bogus. They yes. all do. Yes. Every single Democrat senator knows it was bogus. Anybody in the media that paid attention to it knows it was bogus. The majority, like I said, of response, you know, email, whatever we get, if somebody is trying to make the case, they're actually ignorant on the law, ignorant on impeachment, or ignorant as to what actually happened. Oh, I think one of the the one call was talking about the fact that, well, the the witnesses uh, all... Uh, testified against Trump. No, they didn't. Uh, no. Just the opposite. No. In the impeachment hearings. It went the opposite way. Right. So, uh, you know, we know. Even Yovanovitch, when in cross-examination, it came down to what? She didn't like the guy. Yeah. She was, she was upset that she was fired. And, and we get to Romney and the discussion on Romney and Yurik and I were just having it during the top of the hour and you were trying to make the point, look, he knows it's not constitutional, yep. and I agree with you on yep. it. This is, where you're tr- this is where you try to get, well, what's the motivation behind it? You just tear down the, the what's more, what's mo- what, would what, be, is- what would be left on the table if you, if, if, the knowns, take those off the table, what's left? We know that he knows the Constitution. We know that. Right. Uh, we know that he knows this whole thing was bogus. We know that. So it was about one thing, his hatred for the president. It's that simple. He's trolling. It's the equivalent of trolling. Because tell me where the risk is in Utah. I'm convinced he's not going to run for a second term. I maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I believe he's won and done as senator from Utah. But tell me. Where, where does that put everything on the on the table? And what's most likely? He just has a huge dislike or hatred for this president. Because even his story, even his arguments fell apart. Where he claimed that Trump had withheld vital military funds. To, he didn't withhold. He didn't. No, he didn't. Them. No, he didn't. Uh, he, here's a quote: Corrupt, "Corrupting an election to keep oneself in office is perhaps the most abusive and destructive violation of the oath of office that I can imagine." What? What? There okay. was no there was no election that was corrupted in no way no national security interest the Wall Street Journal here 
uh, their analysis. No security interests were jeopardized because other senators and advisors persuaded Mr. Trump to release the military aid. I'll even challenge that from the Wall Street Journal. I don't know that for a fact. No. No. Uh, now, here's the other theory that I, I, that I didn't include. Go ahead. I, I know that there were people encouraging him, mm-hmm. Senator Johnson or whatever, yeah. saying, no, this is necessary. Right. But I don't know that that's why he made the ultimate decision. I don't know that. I don't have the testimony that gets me to that point hmm. precisely that I would need. The the one theory that I have not put on the table is, is maybe the, the most obvious that we missed. Mitt Romney is a robot. <laughs> to quote them, to quote Linda Hamilton from Terminator 2, you know I believe it. <laughs> you said, and, you've and said that for a long time. <laughs> he, he is, and it, because it's true. Um, <laughs> can I get sued for that? Please sue me, Mitt Romney. Go ahead. Well, and here's what happened. I think Adam Schiff reprogrammed him. His his expo- <laughs> his explanation was so weak and so false yeah, it was and weird. so easy to tear through yeah. that you sit there and you say, well, it can't be it. Mitt, Mar- 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 Mitt Romney is smarter than this. Mm-hmm. He, he was, knows he, he, he was reprogrammed. Right. He knows that's not the he's no <laughs> that's not the truth. So you get to the point if it wasn't constitutional and it wasn't legal, mm-hmm. what drove him to do that? Exactly. It's dislike for the it's president. Dislike, whether you want to make call it dislike, hatred, hatred whatever it is. Whatever. I you know, again, I can't get in somebody's mind, but when you break it down and say, but every argument in cross examination of Mitt Romney's explanation, you can tear to shreds. Yeah. Right. So then what was it afterwards? And so when people come to that conclusion, I can understand them coming to the conclusion. One thing I can tell you without question, without getting into his mind, he is wrong constitutionally. Yes. And he's wrong on the facts that he actually stated on the Senate floor as to what happened. He was yeah. inaccurate in his analysis. When when you set aside your critical thinking skills and your knowledge of the Constitution and put it behind your distrust, your dislike, or your hatred, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't. I don't know what drives you to do that. Because you could, he could still go back to his home state and say, "Look, I didn't. I think that was not the right call to make. Um, I wouldn't have done it." But it did not rise to impeachment. It did not rise to to removal. When you start talking about the fact that, uh, by the way, that he was grappling over it, yeah, right. uh, you know that this was this was such a tough decision, and I had to make the right decision for my kids. When you start talking like that, you know you're trying to justify your vote. Yes. Exactly. I, I wouldn't have to say that. Nope. I wouldn't have to bring in my family or anything. Nope. It was easy. Right. What do you mean? It was tough. Either he did it or he either he did something that was impeachable or not. Stand up and be a man. Don't sit there and, oh, because my, my family and it was tough. It's not tough. What are you teaching your family about the Constitution? Right. And and when he started doing that, I said, wow, he's trying to justify his vote. Yes. Because he knows it's bogus. Yes. We'd love to hear from you on impeachment. It's finally over. If you'd like to get in and give your opinion, lines open now. Your calls and comments coming up, 866-90-RED-EYE. Tips from J.J. Keller and Associates Incorporated on driver wellness. Bring your dumbbells along. Of course, trucks have limited space. You need storage room for clothing, equipment, and required documents, among other things. But if getting in shape is a priority, you should also find room to store your workout equipment. 
Having your own equipment along helps expand your exercise options. Bringing just two or three pieces of equipment along can make a huge difference, while not taking up a ton of space. Consider bringing dumbbells, kettlebells, or a jump rope. Each of these are modest in size and can give your workouts a boost. If you're unsure of the kinds of activities you can do with these pieces, check out the internet to see available options. This tip was brought to you by JJ Keller and Associates Incorporated. Visit us at jjkeller.com. This has been the Meritor Driver Report, brought to you by Pilot Flying J, Shell Rotella, and Meritor Aftermarket. Run with the bull. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. I'm Gary McNamara, along with Eric Harley. This hour brought to you by Freightliner. Run smart. Helping you run more efficiently is Freightliner's number one goal. Let's go to David in Maryland. David, welcome. You're on Rod Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning, gentlemen. Hi. Here's one thing that I take away. Here's one thing that I take away from this whole impeachment process, and it's something I really don't like, is that I've come to understand now when people talk about having political enemies people that just are opposed to the Constitution or opposed to the rule of law based on politics and politics alone. It's, it's disturbing. I don't like to consider people that I know personally that way, but now I have to because I've seen it up front. And I'm not talking about politicians per se, but you know, they're the ones that were doing the whole thing. I'm talking about people on social media that I'm friends with. Yeah, yeah. That have yeah. completely lost their they have completely lost their minds over this. And when you try to talk reason, step by step, process by process, reason, they go off, literally go off the rails. You think they've lost their mind? Yeah, it is. Uh, it is sad to watch, especially when you know it happens with friends. Uh, I do have friends who are liberals. Um, the majority of them, I don't. I don't interact with them every day. My social media is set up really for my job, but I I do have conversations with them from time to time, and maybe it's because of where I am and where I grew up in in Texas. But um, it is uh, it has been there have only been a couple along the way that have really gone off the deep end. But I do see it. I do see others. I watch threads with other friends who are going back and forth uh, with with their friends, and you see it. I I don't know. I don't know the mindset. I, it, it's very foreign to me to uh, to think that way and to put so much into one person. I mean, this negative energy that, that they spend all day, every day toward Donald Trump is just bizarre. I, I just... I, you've seen... Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. No, you've seen it modeled, though. That's what I'm talking about. The leaders... Oh, that yeah. are opposed oh, to Donald yeah. Trump based on politics. Sure. It has been modeled. It is being followed. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, no, no, actually, no. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. They're in office because that mindset already existed exactly. from I, those people that voted for them. It right. doesn't come from the top down. Right. It comes from the Bottom people, up. the yeah. boots on the ground.
Phone lines are open. 1-866-907-3339. 866-90-RED-EYE. And he's Eric Harley. I'm Gary McNamara. 866-90-RED-EYE. This hour for Freightliner. Run smart. Helping you run more efficiently is Freightliner's number one goal. I uh, want to get to as many as uh, of, of our callers as possible today because it is the end of the five months uh of uh of of impeachment so we're gonna we're we want to take you know we want to let the emotion out today because something will come up probably tomorrow that will take the next <laughs> besides the election there will be another allegation coming out well maybe we'll get the weekend Maybe maybe we'll get Friday and then maybe maybe we'll get a you know a, a, a weekend before the new charge of of impeachment or Russia collusion or I don't know <laughs> I don't know what's yeah. next yeah yeah maybe uh, so if you want to get in eight six six ninety red eye let's go to Charles in Michigan Charles welcome you're on red eye radio welcome to the show hi thank you gentlemen and first a compliment um i'm very busy and i probably get 100 emails and news articles a day and to seg- try to segregate them from what's material and what's just fluff uh you gentlemen help me break it down and really narrow it down to key issues that i think are really substantive and i know it takes a lot of work on your end so i wanted to thank you for that uh, wow. uh, You're secondly welcome. Uh, a question um secondly a question i mean mitt was so intellectually sure he knew what what uh, the president was thinking or not thinking so as to come to a guilty uh, verdict on the article one charge or the first article charge but he was um so also sure that he was not guilty on the second one and it seems to me that there's some intellectual dishonesty there in mitt's own thinking that it should be either both guilty or both not guilty i don't know how you can segregate those uh charges given his mindset and that's when i started out the show i said i believe what and again, we're trying to get into his mind, but I believe that the justification for the, the look, the second article of impeachment, as I said, is 100% slam dunk. The other one is 99.9%. And the, the, the second article of impeachment is easy because what it is, is the Democrats stating that if the president allows the courts to adjudicate a dispute between the legislative and the executive branch, that that's impeachable and removal from office. That's impossible to defend. What Romney is defending is the great, un, is the unknown, that small sliver of, okay, what is impeachable and what is not impeachable. And that's why we started out by saying Alan Dershowitz hit a slam dunk. He said it's got to be criminal conduct or criminal-like conduct which means it rise to the level where it may not be criminal for a president to do it, but it's criminal-like. For example, uh, interning Japanese citizens, uh, Japanese-American citizens who are American citizens, interning them in internment camps during World War II. Mm-hmm. And, you know, giving that, you know, for I'm giving that as an example. I don't even know if he used that as an example or not. And it's absolutely right. And it even Democrats even know that because they even said a crime itself isn't enough. They did. They acknowledged that Clinton committed a crime, but it wasn't a crime that uh, somehow affected national security. Mm. Well, you can actually make the argument it did because it made him susceptible to blackmail. And so he should have been impeached. But that, you know, they're trying to use that small sliver of. 
well, what did the founding fathers really mean? Define uh, treason and bribery and high crimes and misdemeanors. Now, it doesn't pass muster with us at all. And we don't we don't fall for that at all. It's still bogus. He's just trying to ride that fine line. But it doesn't work for him because you can tear his argument apart as we have had and others have uh, so easily. And that, right. I wonder if he's going to take up that name that he had before, Perry Delecto or Pierre Delecto or whatever it was. Hopefully he'll, he'll ride that into the sunset, maybe. Yeah, I'm uh, waiting for him to remove his mask and reveal that he's actually Jeff Flake. But thanks, thanks Charles. Appreciate it. Um, it is uh, because, you know, Charles has a point here. Um, it, it is... Your ideology and your critical thinking are showing on one side, and then all of a sudden you dismiss it, you know, uh, for Article 1. You know, so it, it is, it, it, well, do you it can only come from, it can only come from a dislike, distrust, or all-out hatred. We don't know which, at what level, we because we can't get in his mind, but certainly... He's not a fan of this president. Does everybody understand the point that I'm trying to make? I don't agree with it, but what they're, what Romney is saying is, well, I believe it was still an abuse of power. Hmm. Now, again, in order to get to his point, he's reading Trump's mind and he's making allegations yeah. of things Trump didn't do. Mm-hmm. But his ultimate defense for voting for Article 1 <laughs> is the fact that I believe it's an impeachable offense. <laughs> That's how I get to it, based on the... The tiny bit of unknown of what did the founding fathers really mean, which gets to hold Dershowitz's argument, which is it has to be it has to be a high crime. Mm-hmm. It has to be treason, bribery, a high crime or a misdemeanor. Or if you want to, you know, the high crime and misdemeanor portion of it is something that is criminal like conduct. That would affect, you know, for example, that's why I use, uh, you know, the internment. Otherwise. If it was true and the precedent would have been set, everybody would have been screaming for Obama to be impeached. And Romney wasn't, was he? Never. Was Romney screaming that Obama be impeached? Well, or what he said to uh, Medvedev back then? Right. Here, uh, Look at the 2012 debate season. Mitt Romney. All the things that he talked about in terms of uh, the geopolitical situation that we were in. And he pointed to a number of things. Um, Syria. And a number of things uh, that did come to fruition. He, in fact, was favored by some on the right because of that. Because they believed this is the guy that needs to be president. This is what this is what he knows. Um, that keeps us safe. As a commander in chief, he, it would work because uh, he has great knowledge of the, the world's threats against the US. When you look at at the the back and forth, and he, which means he knows about foreign policy and how it works. He also knows who Donald Trump is and has been for 40 yes, plus does. years on that issue. He has been that's probably his most consistent issue. Uh, if you couple it, you know, with foreign aid and, and then, you know, uh, uh, our allies paying their fair share if we go to war or if we go in and, you know, if we liberate Kuwait, you know, Kuwait needs to be paying us back for that. Th- that all falls under the same umbrella. It's foreign policy. And he knows that the president had that, has that, any president 
has that power to create that foreign policy and hit the pause button if he believes that there is because when this is the thing Mitt Romney knew of the corruption in, in Ukraine yeah obviously well aware yes. of it yes he knew what Zelensky ran on that was Zelensky's core issue and the nature of that phone call if you read that transcript was very simply look into it it was not as Biden said a an ultimatum there was no. no ultimatum in that phone call. None. Well, everything that you had to get to, you had to, you had to, and I think it was Kimberly Strassel who first came out in December and in, in an article uh, in a piece and said, you have to be able to read Trump's mind in order to get to the point that he committed what you believe is an impeachable offense. And even then, it's not an impeachable offense. Exactly. But to get to that point, you have to read the president's mind. Right. And that's the only way that you can get there. And so Mitt Romney is apparently claiming it. And again, when you start using you, I, I look, I've been around you and I both been around a long time. We've seen politicians whenever a politician starts invoking that the decision, uh, you know, uh, was was uh, something that they had to grapple over. There's nothing to grapple over. No. It's either it's impeachable or it's not. And when you start when you start doing that, and my family, and my kids, and my faith, yeah. then you know it's bogus. Yeah, you start hiding behind your kids. Yeah, you, I have to. I, I have to go right. home to my family. Well, you have to look at yourself in the mirror, and 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 I have to ask for your children or your grandchildren or any of them in your family. What are you teaching them about the Constitution? Right. And and so yeah, I understand the la- the, the last caller what he's saying. Look, both are bogus. I'm just saying what he was trying to use as his excuse. Which is lame. Which is a lame excuse, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a horrible attempt at trying to save his backside. And I don't even know why. I mean... Yeah, you talked about that earlier. You know, I, I mean, here. seriously. I, 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 politically, I don't... Where, where's the win? I'm not saying there aren't Democrats in Utah, but... Where's the win? They're for not going to vote for. They're not think they're going to. What Romney thinks yeah. he's going to get Democrat support because right, of it? Right. No, Utah. Uh, uh, in in fact, uh, he's underwater right now in the numbers. I was looking at them yesterday, mm-hmm. where the president is not. Right. And on impeachment alone, uh, you know, politically this will hurt him. But again, whether it's his dislike, hatred, whatever level. I, again, I don't can't read a person's mind. Mm-hmm. All I can tell you is whether something is legally or constitutionally correct and whether the facts that he talked about are actually facts or whether he made made them up right the exactly one, by yeah. the way one thing i want to get to because we always get i understand people are emotional i understand this time there's a great there's a great relief but a great anger that exists out there but you know i've, I've we've gotten the response many times well all those democrats should be held in treason well, it's not treason. It's, it doesn't the, rise to if, treason. If we're going to talk constitutional issues, then let's not defend our let's not defend our position by talking about something that isn't constitutional. Exactly. That, let's not, not Adam right. Schiff this thing. Right. It, that's not the def, definition of treason. You may believe that they that that morally they are treasonous, but legally they are not. It, it is it right. is not treason. It works against the nation. Yes. Yes. Does it work against the Constitution? Does, Absolutely. But. Things happen like that every day that aren't considered criminal conduct. And the Constitution uh, exists to ensure that, and that's the great victory yesterday, is that the Constitution assured that uh, no branch of power gets too much power, that the power is not concentrated in one branch. 
And so the Constitution was the big winner uh, yesterday. The ultimate uh, will will be, again, if there's investigations to see if there was any wrongdoing in the whole whistleblower process that went on. But the other point comes to the fact of will there be a penalty to pay in an election? It's yeah. a pol- As we've said before, it's a political process. So, look, if Congress wants to impeach because they just don't like the guy and enough people don't like the guy and wish to remove him, they could do that. Right. But the bar is set so high for two-thirds in the Senate, and that's what makes the Founding Fathers, the, the what I call the geniuses of the Founding Father, that assures mm-hmm. that you would need a majority of radicals in the House in order to overturn a duly elected, or excuse me, in, in the in the Congress, not the House, that that you would need a vast majority to overturn uh, the will of the American people. Mm-hmm. And so, but uh, yeah, it's it's a great day because Constitution works, but it's a sad day knowing that every single Democrat senator, every single one, in my opinion, morally. Mm-hmm committed an abuse of power against the United States of America. Yeah. What they did is indefensible. It cannot withstand cross-examination. Nope, it won't. It didn't. And, in, for example, I saw part of the interview with Chris Matthews. He didn't ask any of the... Uh, Chris Matthews. Chris Wallace. Mm-hmm. He didn't ask any of the pertinent questions, the, no. the legal questions. No, no. He skated right through that. Right. You know, it was, it was things like, I could care less. Well, you know, Trump won't forgive you. That's not a question I'd ask if I'm a reporter. I'd say, what are you talking about legally? That's not impeachable. Tell me the impeachable offense. Mm-hmm. Get down to the specific thing. Well, he said this. He didn't say that. Well, this happened. No, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Chris Wallace has really turned into a wimp of a of, of, of a of a journalist. He's really bad. Yeah, he is. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. This hour for Freightliner, run smart. Helping you run more efficiently is Freightliner's number one goal. Uh, everybody getting seeming to get excited about things that don't matter. For example, Matt Gates filing that ethics complaint against Nancy Pelosi mm-hmm. that she needs to be punished. Democrats in the House are not going to punish Nancy Pelosi. Not going to happen. So I know we somehow, who was it, uh, Kevin McCarthy ripping up now that was actually pretty funny, Kevin mm-hmm. McCarthy ripping up the articles of impeachment. Of impeachment, yeah. Uh, 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 afterwards, but mm-hmm. uh, look, the commercial that they can make out of it. Yep. She, you know, she did damage. I was reading John Fun and his column uh, in Fox News, where he made the same point that we did. That Nancy just isn't frustrated, you know, uh, at Trump. She's frustrated at where her party is right now and where they decided to go with this impeachment and blew five months of being able to focus on the issues and they focused on something where Trump walks out of it with a higher approval uh, uh, rating, a campaign that is roaring to go and enough audio from insane Democrats because of impeachment to create, what, a hundred different television commercials? Yes, and November 3rd, the nation could decide that she's no longer going to be yep. Speaker of the House. 
is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 86690-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Welcome to a Thursday. I wish it was a Friday because when I came in, I went, oh, wow, okay, finally we're done with this week. Oh, no, it's only Thursday. Well, the good news is there's a Friday coming. It's in the future. It's I, I can feel it. In in my bones, I can feel it. And when's our debate? Tomorrow night? Uh, Friday? Friday night, yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and sure, nobody will be watching. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so so what do they say? I mean, obviously a lot will be about impeachment. Huh. <laughs> yeah, he should have been removed. Yeah, he should have been removed. And so you go down the, the line, they all say, yes, he should have been removed. I mean... That's the whole point of them running. They want to remove him from office mm-hmm. in another fashion. Right. But then what? I mean, right now, it, it really is. And I know the primaries work this way to some extent. But the only thing that that's going back and forth is. And I thought I really did think it was going to be the the battle of the, who hates Trump the most on that stage. Oh, we've we, known we that. said that. Yeah. And and that's a given, but I thought that was going to be the brunt of the battle. It's it really gets down into the um and the the first time I think it was very evident is when Cory Booker was still running and he was talking about, you know, Elizabeth Warren's plan to eliminate billionaires and he was saying, "Well, no, we need billionaires." Because we need to tax them more. Let me ask you this question, because when you look at, at independents that are still against impeachment and, and moved in the opposite direction during the uh, the impeachment, which is uh, absolutely key, mm. when do people start asking the question, why? Mm. We want Trump removed from office. Why? Why? The State of the Union address last night scared a lot of Democrats. It did. Chris Matthews, Van Jones. James Carville. James, yeah, James Carville, exactly. I mean, that, that, since since when, think about James Carville's tactics in the past. What have they been? I mean, if you look at him, he, he could always find something. A serpent's bite. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, they, they're const- very concerned about Trump. Why? Why would anybody be concerned about Trump? If he's this bad... Because what he did last night was extremely effective. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, oh, where is I reading? Oh, it, okay. Uh, I don't know who the person was. They had it on. Um, they they had it on Twitter yesterday. I don't know who they were, but somebody somebody in the media retweeted them, and it was saying, and it was a it was great it was a great analysis. It was you notice that Trump never insults the American people, and she went down the list of. Of Democrats and what they have said oh, about the yeah. about the American people, and she said, 
If you ever notice Trump, he doesn't attack the American people. He attacks the other politicians. You know what that that's and, that's very and, interesting. And they may be they may be vicious attacks. Mm-hmm. They may at sometimes be unwarranted, but mm-hmm. the Democrats take unwarranted shots every day at American people. You know, this is um remember uh it started with well it didn't start with Obama, but it really became part of his tactics. Remember the um fundraiser that he was at in California where he said in Pennsylvania, they cling to their God and their guns. Yep. Mm-hmm. We we talked about that uh, every time he did it because we said, you know, look, it's one thing to look at uh, the Republican Party and say the Republicans, blah, 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 blah. Uh, my opponent thinks this or whatever. When you start attacking the people who would or are your constituents... I, I don't, uh, honestly, it tells you exactly how bad their arrogance problem is. How bad their elitist problem is. They're off the charts on the elitist meter. If you're talking about the rank and file American that way. If you're running for office and you expect people to support you and you're just going to toss Half of them or more away, at least, what, 30%, 40%? Credulous boomer rubes. Now, that wasn't a politician, but that's the same mindset, <laughs> right? Because isn't CN, doesn't CNN want everybody to watch? Yep. I mean, that's the idea. You would like to have the biggest audience possible. Here it is from Breitbart. CNN contributor Van Jones warned fellow panelists and Democrats in general on Tuesday evening that Donald Trump was helping African-Americans, quote, in real life and reaching out to them for their vote in 2020. Jones was reacting to the president's State of the Union address in which the president mentioned several efforts to help African-Americans specifically. What he was saying to African-Americans can be effective. You may not like it, but he mentioned historically black colleges and universities. Our black colleges have been struggling for a long time. A bunch of them have gone under. And he threw a lifeline to them in real life in his budget. He talked about that. He talked about the criminal justice reform. He talked about opportunity zones. He talked about school choice. And then the act of symbolism, as you saw that with, you know, uh, the young girl getting the the, the scholarship. Mm-hmm. And, here you, and, and the symbolism there. I still think that was the biggest, the biggest negative for Democrats. Because here you have a young girl, and I forgot how what grade was she? Grade she fourth in? grade, fourth grade. All mm-hmm. right, getting school choice. Her single mother next to her. Yep, minorities. Yeah. Right, and the smile on their faces that you now can have. You can decide. Your mother can decide now where she can get you the best education. Republicans stood up and cheered, and if you saw. All the women in white on the Democrat side sat. Think about the symbolism of that to suburban mothers. And so every Democrat, when I when I saw that, I went, whoa, whoa, because the symbolism was, I mean, it just, it hit you in the face like a brick. Because it was like, whoa, 
Uh, you need to stand for you need to stand for, uh, for for this one. Look, Van Jones is about as left as you can get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he he has seen it. Uh, Carvel's seen it. Um, <clears throat> Chris Matthews has seen it. By the way, he did go bonkers again last night. We need to mention this one. He talked about Adam Schiff being a potentially in a brokered convention for the Democrats, the uh, the Democrat who could come out as the presidential candidate against Trump in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I love the look you just gave yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Barbara Streisand <laughs> tweeted something like that. She didn't say 2020, but she said he would make a great president. Adam Schiff <laughs> would make a great president. Um, uh, smoke some crack and sober up. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I do think that's one of the best lines you've ever come up. Come well, up I mean, with. They're I, smoking crack to sober up. If you're if you're that <laughs> off the rails, that far off the rails, the only thing that's going to get you sober is is crack. Uh, and, and so my my question would 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 be: uh, We saw the the private payroll numbers double what they thought it was going to be in in July. I do believe part part of that's the optimism because. You had the lead-in that, hey, we've got the USMCA. Remember, Nancy passed it. You knew it was going to, you know, you knew it was going to be signed. It was going to go into effect. That's huge. You said Be- you said July, but you meant January. Jan- yes. Did I say July? Mm-hmm. Yes, January. So you knew, and you see the payroll numbers come up. Mm-hmm. You see that. You know, I don't know if you uh, China announced uh, Wall Street Journal just uh, uh, just check their headlines. Uh, Seventy-five billion dollars in tariffs. Now they're taking off of American products. Yeah, right. All in part for 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 phase one. Uh, industry has seen that. If they've been waiting to invest, one of the look as we've said, one of the weaknesses last year. Look, the tariffs did hurt. It, we talked about it the other day that the business investment. When you look at the GDP, the GDP went from two point nine percent growth in twenty eighteen to two point three percent overall, and for the last three quarters, it was either two or two point one percent. So you are back to the growth of the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. Now, the taxes were helping, but the fact is, business is done internationally. And when, not, when you're not sure of what your supply chain is going to be, it affects business investment. Right. Uh, don't be surprised if you see that come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, because the, the, the uh, phase one of China and that USMCA has been passed, now we're sure of what the... There, there, there is some certainty or at least some confidence, okay, that we can start investing. It's not a coincidence I, coincidence, I believe. It just didn't come out of the blue that you doubled the projection of what, you know, they thought the, the private job growth would be in, uh, in January. So things are set. I saw consumer confidence through the roof. Mm-hmm. People are more confident about, uh, about their uh, financial situation than they have been in a long, long time. And it's having an effect on people. Finances does matter. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I may not have been a, as aware when you saw when we saw some of the incredible growth, for example, in the Reagan administration. Mm-hmm. You were seeing in some quarter six seven percent growth. Yeah, right. But the fact is, we're not producing children anymore. Women aren't in, coming into the workforce like they were in great numbers. Really, between you know nineteen uh, nineteen forty six and. Uh, and uh, 2000, mm-hmm. when we, we, when you saw unbelievable months, you know, come in the 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 birth rate. We're not going to have a, a baby boom like we did before, right? So you can have two percent growth as we have now, and still have an extremely tight labor market, and that's what's happening. 
And if it continues, you're going to have people still see. And remember, it's the lower end that is seeing more of the raises right now because of the tight labor market. Don't think that's not going to have an effect. And so when are when are the independents and even Democrats going to say, why do you want to? What's so bad about this guy? Right. Well, you, that that's it. And and because you, you, what you do typically, the, the, the average person, they hear a lot of chatter. We're not talking about the activists. But the average person, they hear a lot of the, you know, back and forth on the media and uh, in the media and on social media. And, and then they're looking at their own situation. They're going, okay, but... Um, Things are good. Things are great right now with my job. Everything seems to be going, you know, chugging along nicely. Are these things that they're saying about him really true? You start doing just, and I mean just a few searches. Not the kind of research that critical thinkers do or that, that people in our business do. I'm talking about just just asking some simple questions on Google to find out what's accurate, what isn't accurate. It, it, it starts to change because the other side of that is the Democrats and what they're saying. Get rid of billionaires. The average person doesn't care that somebody else is a billionaire. The average person cares about how my company is doing, um... Am I going to be employed tomorrow? Am I going to make ends meet? Am I going to get a raise? You know, we kind of got tired of that, uh, but they were calling it the kitchen table topics issues. Yeah. Remember that? Mm -hmm. What you talk about around the kitchen table. Um, but but really it is. I mean, it is, it, it's the confidence that you have in the economy right now. And if, if consumer confidence is, is high, and unemployment is low. You look at these ADP numbers and it's telling because uh, December numbers were, while they were revised down a few thousand, still 199,000. And that was huge. This went up uh, by, what, 90,000 uh, because it was two, yeah, 291. But it, but it was double what they it thought was, it was going to be. Right. And the projection was 150. Right. And I mean, that's that's incredible. And that's why I look at this and say... You know, you've had, it's, they've been crying wolf for the longest time. Mm -hmm. They didn't convince independence on impeachment at all. In fact, they went right. in the opposite direction that they thought it would uh, go in. You have, the president has some of his highest approval numbers, and Republicans do uh, uh, right now. The economy is doing better. Uh, Trump's messaging was impeccable. Yeah. Uh, I, if, if you were to ask me just off the top of my head, I would say 90%, 90 of the things that I believe Trump said yesterday over 80% of the American public agree with on the issues. Right. And the response of the Democrats to those things that are slam dunk, mm -hmm. which are, I love Americans and I'm going to take care of Americans. Democrats don't think that message is going to sell. Right. And that was the message. Yes. Right. And and so it's going to be, a, it's going to be fascinating to see where all of this goes from this point. Be interesting to see what the president says tomorrow. Hasn't been too uh, reactionary uh, about the impeachment vote on Twitter, has he? No. Um, you know, I mean, during the process, yes. But, yes. you know, the, the acquittal, uh, he made a, a few comments, but it's it hasn't been, Over I guess, top. typical of what it would be. Just this, right. you know, flurry of, 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 of uh, tweets. I Because I think... I think it is a, uh, I think Tuesday night, 
was that transition. Because everybody knew the acquittal was coming. Everybody knew it would be, it would not be removal. It, he would be acquitted. So I think when it came down to it, Tuesday was the campaign speech that, that I think really kicked off for middle America, for all Americans, not a rally, but a really great campaign speech that that relaunched his bid for re-election. By the way, I think it's important that he do two two campaign speeches. The rally kind of speech yes. and the speech he gave at the State yes, of the Union. Exactly. 86690 Red Eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at 866 Red Eye. Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up following the bottom of the hour, we'll start getting to more of your calls and comments, okay? Because we want people to be able to get in and tell us what they think after five long months of the impeachment scam. You know, I really can't wait uh, for the night of the election. If the president wins re-election, how crazy will it be? Or does it just go quiet? I mean... Look at what we're seeing in just recent days. Van Jones, James Carville, Chris Matthews. You look at you look at the comments that have been made. Remember when Jimmy Fallon almost lost his job because he tussled Trump's hair playfully. Remember Matt Lauer, if you remember Matt Lauer. <laughs> During the debate, <laughs> when he was asking tough <laughs> tough questions of Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. yeah, and look where he is now. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I'm, I don't think I'm, that was just, the. Re- oh, okay. So, oh, so it okay, was all. Maybe. So Hillary got him axed. Yeah. Was- <laughs> well, yeah. Not sure why she didn't do that with Bill, but anyway, um, the whole thing. I mean, it, it it's it's vastly different than it was 2016. I don't know. I don't follow people on social media if they've been bashing Van Jones or any of them. But you wouldn't get away with that four years ago. Here's your forecast. That strengthening winter storm in the southern plains yesterday is going to be shifting into the northeast by Friday. And a band of snow and ice with it will lead to some slick and hazardous travel conditions. South of the storm, severe thunderstorms will bring a risk of some damaging winds and isolated tornadoes today. And, of course, heavy rainfall posing a risk for some flooding for the deep south. So there are a lot of watches and warnings out there for central Alabama, portions of northern and central Georgia and Tennessee and southern Kentucky. We have the flash flood watch in effect. Major problems associated with the system today will all be east of the Mississippi. In the Pacific Northwest, we will see rain on the coast down I-5, Seattle and Washington. Eastward over the Rockies, look for heavy snow in portions of Idaho, Montana, Wyoming and northern Utah. Your national forecast from Red Eye Radio. I'm meteorologist John Trout. Your forecast is brought to you by the TruckSmart mobile app from Travel Centers of America. Download TruckSmart today to get what you need when you need it.
Unstable Radicals, Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RUD-EYE. Let's head to you, get to your calls and comments. We'll go to George on Long Island. George, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, love the show. Um, yeah, I'm wondering what's the over and under and uh, taking bets on once the next impeachment uh, setting going, you know, put the arc <laughs> of impeachment. I'm, the only thing that next week, the, the only thing that I would think is the fact that if you uh, that Nancy would look at this and say, we have to start focusing on our candidates and th- we don't when this happens. And the uh, the other problem that if you went on an impeachment schedule right now, that means by August or September, you would be having another impeachment trial and your people, your your candidate would be most likely would be off if it's Biden or Warren would likely not be able to campaign. Well, if it's Bernie or Warren. Yeah. But I say Biden. Yeah. Bernie or Warren. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I. I who knows? I mean, it, Devin Nunes said, look, it's not going to stop. I wouldn't be surprised right. if I wouldn't not be surprised if the House Judiciary Committee uh, subpoenas Bolton. I, I that that I wouldn't be surprised about at all if mm. they did that. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. And if Bolton refused. He like I, he likely would at this point. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm guessing he's he's not going to. He's not going to answer to a subpoena, right? And there's there's no there's no reason to, you know. Um, and and if the book ever sees the light of day, because uh, the word was last week that the NSC had told him that as is it couldn't go out, but if it does, he'll get TV interviews because the liberal media will want to <laughs> they'll want to depose him <laughs> over the whole thing, you know. And he's not he's not under oath. So um, if he has a real problem with Trump, a book interview on Good Morning America or a Sunday uh, news show, uh, he won't have a problem sitting down with him and he's promoting his book. But I don't think he's going to respond to anything from the House. You might be able to make the argument. And I (laughs) I think you probably can that Trump is better off after the impeachment trial vote than he would have been if impeachment never happened. I believe you can make an argument for that and and be successful at doing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think there's and, logic to, the, to and, that. And yeah. I think that's simply because the Democrats showed their insane mindset. Right, yeah, of course, yes. They also showed, you know, and you can go to the, I've been reading a ton of different articles on the legalities of impeachment and, you know, those trying to justify mm. uh, what, um, you know, uh, uh, Romney's vote or maybe where Romney was going, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 on it all. And as you and I said from the very beginning, the people of the United States expect a crime. Yes. They expect bribery. They, yes. They expect bribery. They expect extortion. They they expect, uh, as we said, uh, if if Trump said, "I'm going to uh, uh, take this certain segment of society and put them in internment camps," mm-hmm. 
That's what the American people actually expect. Now, the left doesn't. They just want him out of office and they don't care how they do it. They don't care whether it follows any constitutional guidelines. They just want him. They just want him out of uh, uh, office. And uh, again, I always I always go to Article two, Article two. Look, Article one was bogus completely. Article two was the absolute slam dunk. Because what Democrats are stating is that because this president, when Congress asked for members of of aides very close to him to testify, following the Department of Justice guidelines said no, understand, following the Department of Justice guidelines said no, and even made it clear, if you want to get our people, go to court. Mm -hmm. They never said they'd refuse a court order. And every single Democrat in the Senate, every single one said he should be removed from office for doing something that is absolutely constitutional. And what every single president, Democrat or Republican knows is their right to do. Mm -hmm. It's so bogus. That's where you go to the outer limits in perversion or in perverted awe going i can't believe that they did that you know um it is um it's so interesting how and we've been talking about this for the last few weeks how the president is the normal one in the room if you would have said that if you would in 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 um february of 2016 you would have said four years from now, he's going to be the normal one in the room. I mean, I guess my question would be after I said, well, you're smoking crack or you need to smoke crack to sober up. I guess my my first question would be, well, what what do you mean by that? Do you mean he's going to change completely? He hasn't he hasn't changed a bit. Not one bit. I mean, he's clearly learned some things as president. He's clearly um, settled into his role yes as president yes. but as a person he, right. he is no different no he is in his marketing he has changed he has uh he has changed he has evolved but the one thing that trump has done that is really mind-boggling because we brought it up last week that bloomberg said no we can get under his skin that's what we're going to do that we are going to make donald trump this is what bloomberg believes he can do we're going to make Donald Trump be viewed as unstable. Yet, as reactionary as Trump has been in the past to allegations made against him, especially on Twitter, who is the one who has made the Democrats react to the point of insanity, including Nancy Pelosi at the State of the Union address by ripping up her copy of the State of the Union Address. It's been Trump. He's been able to troll them better than they thought they were going to be able to troll him. That's that's. I think that's a great point. Remember when, um, who was it just recently that said or theorized that they would just keep um, poking away at him knowing he was going to react on a number of things? 
and I, I can't remember who it was or what it was about specifically, but really that kind of has been the tactic or was the tactic at first. They were throwing things out, pretending to be the sane ones in the room. I mean, liberal media, uh, liberals on Capitol Hill, uh, liberals on social media, right? Really thinking that they were going to, you know, just pull the worst out of him. But they've normalized him because they can't help themselves. Because, you know, you got you have someone like Jim Acosta who just wants to he's 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 an activist protester who believes he's making a speech instead of asking questions of a sitting president. You have and 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 that replays over and over again with multiple people in the media. They're activists. They're angry. Their passion, their passion, their anger drives them rage. to the point the rage dry and they live there. I mean, they live there. And it drives them to the point that they just can't help themselves. Who was it the other day? Um, I think it was CNN.com, but I'll have to go back and double check. But one of the liberal media groups did a story on um, how many times the president uh, lied or stated an inaccuracy. And then it wasn't just here or there. It was they went back like weeks. And, dur- and during this week, he told 47 lies. And th- during this week, he and I thought, um, the only thing I could, because I, I, I was going to tweet this, actually, and my only point would be, yeah, um, your guy told you you could keep your doctor. You, you could keep your plan. He lied to you guys on the left over and over again. Uh, Adam Schiff, who started the whole impeachment thing, got four Pinocchios from the Washington Post on the so-called whistleblower. So if we want to go back and forth comparing the lies and the and the and the hyperbole, then we've called the president out when he said, well, what, what did he say the other day? I forget what it was. Uh, maybe where the GDP was or would be or could be no, or something. No, what was it? Uh, what? You know, when he when he talked about that we're number one in energy production, and then said that, right? But the, then said that uh, we're energy en- independent. That we're energy and, independent, and right, we're not right. energy independent. No, we're not. Um, but you you compared that to the 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 method of lies or, or the number of lies and the methods used by the Democrats to enact a law. Think about that. Well, here's the thing with with the president when he throws out inaccuracies untruths mm-hmm. lies mm-hmm. whatever side however you want to you know judge them on the the level you and i have always said it's insignificant don't do that right, right. for example is sure. the other day when we're in the state of the union with with uh you know with energy and he has said the reason we picked up on that real quick he has said that a number of times that mm-hmm. we're energy independent and we're like look you don't need to go. Just say we're number one, and we're we, and we're we, you know on our way. Right, we're we're on our way to become mm-hmm. energy independent, but we're number one. We're the number. There can't get more. If you're, if you're talking Trump, can you get better than number one? Right. I mean, that's right it. now. I mean, roughly two thirds. We're, we're producing two thirds of what we use. That's excellent. That's right. great. And then that's all you have to say. In, in oil, now natural gas, we might be. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I'm, you know, uh, energy independent for our natural gas needs. Mm-hmm. Right. He didn't say that. He said energy. And so he's going to get nitpicked on that because oil, right. we're not energy independent. Right. But it's not really a big deal. It's not. People it's don't. Not, it's not a big deal. Remember, Adam Schiff, uh, the media, everybody said Trump colluded with the Russians yeah. to hack the election. Exactly. They said that over exactly. and over and over again. Adam Schiff said he had the evidence. You're talking about a, and the lies during the impeachment. Look, Dershowitz coming out and saying what he said last week. And then Adam Schiff coming out and stating that he said the opposite of what he actually said. And the other Democrats following him saying, well, no, here's what you actually said. No, I said this. No, we're going to we're going to say that you said what we believe you said, even if it's not what you said. I mean, it's getting to the and this is about removing a president from office. Trump is going, oh, we're number one in energy and energy independent. Well, we're headed our way towards energy independent. Well, 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 then he should be removed from office for that lie. Yeah, because the next day at the gas pump, the average American was, you know, filling their car going, man, we're not energy independent. He lied. Okay. Think about that. Think of the differences between the lies that were told on Obamacare while they were trying to sell it. Yeah. And where it ended up realistically. And by the way, we were calling him out on it at that time. When people did have to change their doctors, they did have to change their plan. It didn't save them $2,500 a year. It cost more. Remember the couple? Well, we supported Obamacare. We didn't know we were going to have to pay for it. Yeah, I was really mad yesterday. Just furious. I was enraged when I was at the gas station. It was $1.93 a gallon. Yes. I, I, I'm <laughs> telling you, I almost went inside instead of paying at the pump. Yeah. <laughs> just just a protest. Hey, all right, your calls and comments coming up if you want to get in. Lines open uh, on impeachment. Want to know, after five months, what do you think? 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. More of your calls and comments coming up on uh, the uh, impeachment trial vote yesterday. The president acquitted. Where do we go uh, uh, from here? The president, as we have said before, uh, has never been in stronger standing as president of the United States. It, what a bizarre world we really live in, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's no surprise Uh one of the things that you and I said from the very beginning is if the Democrats keep going down this path, they're not going to get anywhere. And we right, said they're right, going they're right. going to end up failing miserably in this. They could never remember. We knew how the impeachable offense, how it evolved over a period of a month. Right, remember that? Right, right. Yep. All the way throughout from September to October was something different every day that the president was accused of. And finally, they came up with uh, an abuse of power, which is. A political call. Well, we think politically that this is worth impeachment. That's where they are. And we said that will fail for them uh, because it doesn't rise at all to the standard of uh, treason, bribery, and that forget about even the founding fathers. If you look at modern removal from office, the people of America expect a crime and a crime that can be explained to them in a very easy way. Right. That this is the crime. They never had it. Nope. Didn't. Not for one second. No. They, they, they never had it. We could only end up at this place. Yes. I never. You and I never saw how we could end up at a place where Trump would be weaker after impeachment. Right. It's 
It's just wild. Yeah. It's been a wild five months. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One.